Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Moon. You are listening to a Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is the last segment of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. We are reading... We. <laughs> Just me. I am reading 101 through 106. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Page 101. Are they in the prisoner's handwriting? Asked another of the jurymen. No, they're not, said the white rabbit. And that's the queerest thing about it. The jury all looked puzzled. He must have imitated somebody else's hand, said the king. The jury all brightened up again. Please, your majesty, said the knave. I didn't write it. And they can't prove I did. There's no name signed at the end. If you didn't sign it, said the king, that only makes the matter worse. You must have meant some mischief, or else you'd have signed your name like an honest man. There was a general clapping of hands at this. It was the first really clever thing the king had said that day. That proves his guilt, said the queen. It proves nothing of the sort, said Alice. Why, you don't even know what they're about. Read them, said the king. The white rabbit put on his spectacles. Where shall I begin, please, your majesty? He asked. Begin at the beginning, the king said gravely. And go on till you come to the end, then stop. There was dead silence in the court whilst the white rabbit read out these verses. They told me you had been to her and mentioned me to him. She gave me a good character, but said I could not swim. He sent them word I had not gone. We know it to be true. If she should push the matter on, what would become of you? I gave her one. They gave me two. They gave him two. (laughs) You give us three or more. They all returned from him to you. Though they were mine before. Page 102. If I or she should chance to be involved in this affair, he trusts to you to set them free exactly as we were. My notion was that you had been before she had this fit. An obstacle that came between him and ourselves and it. Don't let him know she liked them the best, for this must ever be a secret kept from all the rest between yourself and me. That's the most important piece of evidence we have heard yet, said the king, rubbing his hands. So now, let the jury, if any one of them can explain it, said Alice. She had grown so large in the last few minutes, she wasn't a bit afraid of interrupting him. I'll give him sixpence. I don't believe there's an atom of meaning in it. The jury all wrote down on their slates, she doesn't believe there's an atom of meaning in it. But none of them attempted to explain the paper. 
If there's no meaning in it, said the king, that saves a world of trouble, you know, as we needn't try to find any. And yet, I don't know, he went on spreading out the verses on his knee and looking at them with one eye. I seem to see some meaning in them, after all. Said I could not swim. You can't swim, can you? He added, turning to the knave. The knave shook his head sadly. Do I look like it? He said. Which he certainly did not, being made entirely of cardboard. All right, so far, said the king and he went on muttering over the verses to himself. We knew it to be true. That's the jury, of course. I gave her one, they gave him two. Why, that must be what he did with the tarts, you know. But it goes on. They all returned from him to you, said Alice. Page 103. Why, there they are, said the king triumphantly, pointing to the tarts on the table. Nothing can be clearer than that. Then again, before she had this fit. You never had fits, my dear, I think, he said to the queen. Never, said the queen, furiously, throwing an inkstand at the lizard as she spoke. The unfortunate little Bill had left off writing on a slate with one finger, as he found it made no mark, but he now hastily began again, using the ink that was trickling down his face, as long as it lasted. Then the words don't fit you, said the king, looking round the court with a smile. There was a dead silence. It's a pun, the king added in an offended tone, and everybody laughed. Let the jury consider their verdict, the king said, for about the twentieth time that day. No, no, said the queen. Sentence first, verdict afterwards. Stuff and nonsense, said Alice loudly. The idea of having the sentence first? Hold your tongue, said the queen, turning purple. Page 104 through 106. I won't, said Alice. Off with her head, the queen shouted at the top of her voice. Nobody moved. Who cares for you, said Alice. She had grown to her full size by this time. You're nothing but a pack of cards. At this, the whole pack rose up into the air and came flying down upon her. She gave a little scream half of fright, and half of anger, and tried to beat them off and found herself lying on the bank with her head in the lap of her sister, who was gently brushing away some dead leaves that had fluttered down from the trees upon her face. "'Wake up, Alice, dear,' said her sister. "'Why, what a long sleep you've had.' "'Oh, I've had such a curious dream,' said Alice." and she told her sister, as well as she could remember them, 
all these strange adventures of hers that you have just been reading about. And when she had finished, her sister kissed her and said, It was a curious dream, dear, certainly. But now run in to your tea. It's getting late. So Alice got up and ran off, thinking while she ran, as well as she might, what a wonderful dream it had been. But her sister sat still just as she left her, leaning her head on her hand, watching the setting sun, and thinking of little Alice and all her wonderful adventures, till she too began dreaming after a fashion, and this was her dream. First, she dreamed of little Alice herself. Once again, the tiny hands were clasped upon her knee, and the bright, eager eyes were looking up into hers. She could hear the very tones of her voice and see that queer little toss of her head to keep back the wandering hair that would always get into her eyes. And still, as she listened, or seemed to listen, the whole place around her became alive with the strange creatures of her little sister's dream. The long grass rustled at her feet as the white rabbit hurried by. The frightened mouse splashed his way through the neighboring pool. She could hear the rattle of the teacups as the March Hare and his friends shared their never-ending meal, and the shrill voice of the queen ordering off her unfortunate guests to execution. Once more, the pig baby was sneezing on the duchess's knee, while plates and dishes crashed around it. Once more, the shriek of the griffin the squeaking of the lizard slate pencil, and the choking of the suppressed guinea pigs filled the air, mixed up with the distant sob of the miserable mock turtle. So she sat on with closed eyes and half believed herself in Wonderland, though she knew she had but to open them again and all would change to dull reality. The grass would be only rustling in the wind, and the pool rippling to the waving of the reeds. The rattling teacups would change to tinkling sheep bells, and the queen's shrill cries to the voice of the shepherd boy. And the sneeze of the baby, the shriek of the griffin, and all the other queer noises would change she knew, to the confused clamor of the busy farmyard, while the lowing of the cattle in the distance would take the place of the mock turtle's heavy sobs. Lastly, she pictured herself how this little sister of hers would, in after time, be herself a grown woman, and how she would keep, through all her riper years, the simple and loving heart of her childhood and how she would gather about her other little children and make their eyes bright and eager with many a strange tale, perhaps even with the dream of Wonderland of long ago, and how she would feel with all their simple sorrows and find a pleasure in all their simple joys, remembering her own child life and the happy summer days. This ends the reading of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll.
narrated by Ali Moon. Hey everybody, I just want to take the time to thank you for listening to the reading of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. This is my second book, and my eyes were welling with tears today because I was really, really happy to complete this project, and I'm excited to move on to the next. Uh, The book is to be determined. I'm not sure. I'm actually in the process of thinking about perhaps changing to another podcast. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, with a particular theme of love, lust, romance, that type of scenario with my book readings. Really only those kind of books. I don't want to read any kind of mystery or horror or comedy necessarily. I do specifically want to read love story stuff. But of course it's in public domain, so we're not dealing with copyright issues. And I realize you guys can go on to various sites. You can go to all kinds of different audiobook sites to find readings for different uh, public domain things, popular narrators out there. But I feel that I add a very different Alley Moon twist. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with some giggling. <laughs> you, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to be all professional but you don't get that so much with LibriVox and you don't get that so much with Audible. It's kind of very personalized when you hear somebody like me read a book to you because, I don't know, it's just a little bit more um, entertaining almost. I'll I'll just like try to stretch my arm out and say entertaining, maybe. (laughs) And just more intimate, I think, to hear somebody read and then maybe comment on a few things or laugh at certain things while they're reading it. You know, it's kind of fun. Um, We've gone through a lot of different growing pains with this microphone, so thank you for hanging in with me on that. It's taken a while to get to where I am now. You've uh, listened to me develop my British accent, and you've also learned... I mean, you've listened to me sort of incorporate Irish accent, which I never tried to. I listen to so many people that speak Irish these days on my various apps, and (laughs) it's like just coming through. It's like I'm frothing at the mouth. I'm frothing Irish clovers. Yes, I am. Anyway, if anyone has any votes for public domain books, you can vote. But bear in mind... They have to be of the love variety. All right, that's all I have for you. Have a beautiful night, and I'll catch you later.